It's our culture, our community, where tech and capitalism meet. This is Cap Culture. No, no, no cap. So happy new year to us and all that we've accomplished in 2019. They're going to see another episode before they see this one. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all kind of different stuff. Yeah. But it's been a wild ride. I think we've learned a lot about what it means to host a podcast. While we like, manage all the other things that we're involved in. While trying to do this. We got a lot going on. Shout out to everybody in that podcast it does like video series like yeah. we understand yeah like, i didn't so like i didn't even understand like okay so i just thought like shoot record you're done but right. like with what we're trying to do on the aesthetic so and like, the video there's so much more than yeah. just like talking on wax but it's also like the editing right it's like when are you gonna post the content you're right. posting around it making right. it engaging right i think the biggest challenge has been the engagement piece though i think that yeah. and it's not even really our fault i think we have great content but like instagram who, who owns instagram yeah. now <laughs> I'm mad at them Instagram because by their algorithm is wild. Instagram by, Instagram by Facebook. Instagram is a wild place to be um, mm-hmm. when you have a small business that you really want to promote. But I think we've learned a lot about what it means to have a small business and how to work around that Instagram algorithm and how to really like you know engage our targeted audience. I'm proud of us. We did a lot. 2019 was a big year for us. This is something we've been talking about. We started early in the year, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, we Jeff recruited me via Instagram DM, and I was like, yeah. "Yeah." And that was like early (laughs) last year. It had to be like, what, February, March? February, March ish. Because I met y'all both. Yeah, it was after we met. At some hackathon, hack, or techie tech. It It was like that disrupt. No, sure, it was a hackathon. It was, uh, was it the Maverick Gaming Facility. Oh, no, that's... The, it, was through, it was through Hack Impact the Culture. House. Hack the Culture, yeah. Hack the Culture yeah. is the name of the event. I said Disrupt. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to disrupt, disrupt, disrupt Dallas, too. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we and all did go to that one. That's where it all began. Happy And then, no, I remember what, like, really drove us, like, what was a catalyst for us to, like, get our shit together and start was because we were supposed to have our first meeting and then that was the day that Nip died. Nip Remember? Died. Uh, yeah, yeah. We so were we, we were all together. That we was the uh, disrupt. Yeah. Dallas. Disrupt Dallas. Yeah, disrupt Dallas. Yeah, disrupt Dallas. And we were all getting ready to go from that facility to wherever we were going to record at. And that's when we got the news about Nip. And we was like, man. Yeah. Postpone. That was a hard week. Damn it, Nip. I think it's an important like time frame or like a piece in the capsule or what we're trying to create with cap culture yeah um, because I think he really represented and symbolizes essentially what we're trying to do within mm-hmm. this space and that is yeah. the emergence of capitalism and culture yeah and technology and how those things intersect mm-hmm. um and really taking it from the lens of education yeah um but as we all know and with various projects that we do um consistency is definitely a key and he talked about it being a marathon mm-hmm. and like, this truly is <laughs> you know 2019 we learned so much within this space as yeah. we've also juggled our various projects and have had amazing 
different changes in our lives. Um, as Shout we out are to all elevated. three of us. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think it's definitely 2020 for us was just this idea of like, all right, we've had this ramp up. We've had an opportunity to see exactly what we need. Yeah. So where are we trying to go with it? And um, I think we we have a better understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Now it's just putting it all together. And, yeah. Sure. I think one of the transitions too, because like when we first started, we were, I think we were really honed in on tech specifically. Yeah. And like yeah. the culture and tech. Yes. And I think that's something that like we're all passionate about. Yes. But I love how we kind of like pulled it back a little bit and like brought like business and community yeah. into it as I well. I feel like you kind of have to. Yeah. And it makes it so we can we can better translate exactly. for people that aren't like in tech. Like we're all using tech. We're all experiencing yeah. tech and like the new digital age. But like there's a lingo that not everybody speaks yeah. when you're like deep in tech like yeah. maybe we are. Yeah. But like bringing that up and like aggregating that to, you know, here's how Beyonce's Netflix deal mm-hmm. is capitalism it's community but it's also tech yeah um and being able to speak that language i love how we kind of made that transition too yeah and because like even as we know tech is the future and stuff like that we got to remind ourselves even with our audience that we're privileged to have opportunity to navigate the space yeah uh, where we are from a corporate perspective and some of the circles that we're in and we have to remind ourselves that a part of that is having that responsibility to translate the culture so and translate translate that back that lingo um i always use that example of like flipping versus arbitrage like we all know (laughs) like arbitrage is this thing you know that businesses are doing they're buying things up and then there's you know they're building it up making it better than what they purchased it for and then they're selling it off and you know if i say arbitrage to some kids back in my hometown but then if i said it's like yeah it's like flipping your shoes it's like mm-hmm. a flip oh it's so it's a flip yeah. bad then they can understand it and yeah. i think one of the barriers that uh the greater society has used to keep us out of certain circles and out of certain opportunities has been that language barrier so i think it's important for us to leverage this and what we're building to do that and really hone in on that this year yeah I remember when we were talking esports with Danny too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the conversation was about like access and like opportunity. So right. he like honed in on the esports lane, just like the lack of access to the newer technology, yeah. the, the newer platform, the gaming speeds, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And how that's a barrier between kind of our community and more privileged communities. And even though that was just with esports, the context of that conversation, I think that's ultimately what we're really trying to do with this podcast too is just like provide access and eventually provide opportunity and create like these different opportunities and different lanes for people to um, you know gain knowledge and like kind of jump into the space yeah so a question I would have to pose to us and y'all each like why are we equipped to tell that story and to answer those questions I'm my immediate response to that or thought to that in other is, words why the hell should people listen to us <laughs> we, we got lucky i think we got lucky with not only having the platform but just having the the general exposure like we are all obviously very driven and passionate about what we're talking about but we also have been given a platform in which we can utilize to talk about these type of things i think we all three have very unique platforms that we can take advantage of resources available to us infinite sources of knowledge or or information that we can consume and like translate 
to just about anybody. I think that, um, and it's, it speaks to us, but it also speaks to people who are also in similar positions, but we have a platform and I, and I'm a, um, a firm believer that if you have a space that you can give back to the people in which you came from to translate whatever your message is, you should, you sh- you have an obligation to do so. So I think that we, re- we recognize our obligation. We recognize our platform and we recognize our privilege as it relates to being young, black and in this technical space that not a lot of people are, um, that have access to it. Are uh, you curling your locks right now. You see uh, me? She's showing up. She's showing up. She's so with that. So with that, now I'm going to dive deeper because okay. that was still very like high level. Was that not? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's too high level for me. You said you was BSing people. Yeah. More why you, JB? Like what's been your story? How did you get into technology? Where are you at right now? in your life like what's been your journey because i feel like that's what's equipped you to be able to talk i got into tech because i needed a job (laughs) 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 no that's the really shit like i needed a job and like i i so my family is like they've all worked with computers and like my brother he works in cybersecurity. my Mm -hmm. other brother he's some sort of like IT project manager whatever whatever so I've been like exposed to it my entire life but when it came down to me deciding like which route I wanted to take tech is really all I knew so like when I got into this space I was thinking about like what my interests were but also where it was easiest for me to integrate and build mm-hmm. and make money because I was broke and in college so like my first job was at Best Buy okay. and I was working in their computer department oh, really? and I'm a natural born saleswoman. So like it's easy for me to turn the charm on when I need to. So that made it very easy for me to get into Best Buy's culture and like sell these computers. And then I was learning along the way mm-hmm. and I'm like, hold on, I might actually have like a thing for this and like realizing that I've been exposed to it previously. Like my dad bought us, uh, he, my dad bought me a computer computer when I was like in the fifth grade Mm. and so like I've been like on a computer since like as long as I can remember like I was always the top of my class in all of my computer classes I was always like that exceptional student in any of those classes that I had that involved technology so like it was like a natural transformation for me but once I got into this space and I realized how easy it was for me I realized it was not that easy for other people so as my career began to progress and like it went from being just a job to actually being something that I'm passionate about I realized that people who also have that same natural born passion still struggle and they still struggle with like minority-based oppression within, or um, minority-based assumptions as it relates to like what it means to be black and in tech. So as my career grew, my obligation to give back to those people who I was surrounding myself by, um, it grew to give back to them as well. And so I created, I kind of created this need to like be back in those same spaces that I once came from and being back in front of those same people that I once was, you know, calling my coworkers and calling my friends to teach them that blueprint that I learned for myself as I went along. That makes sense? 
Damn, I feel like I learned so much about you just now. Wow, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it was a humble beginning. I don't remember anybody that I, like any of my bosses or anything, but I, I remember that experience was very like purpose driven, like something about that and just being in that space and knowing that I was only there. When I was working at Best Buy, I was there temporarily. It was like seasonal work. But I was one of the hardest workers, and so. So how long were you there for, like in total, though? Probably like two and a half years. But I started seasonal, so mm-hmm. like at the end of the season, <clears throat> they have to cut everybody. Like mm-hmm. once holidays over, okay, thank you for your service, goodbye. But they'll keep the hardest workers. It was between me and like one other dude. <laughs> hey, y'all looking at each other. And we were toe to toe. I was looking at. It's the day you know yeah. the gift I'm talking right. about. Yeah. <laughs> like just looking back at each other, like back and forth. They ain't gonna be me. But like he had an up on me because he was white and he was older. He had more experience. Mm-hmm. So I was able to finesse because I move around a lot. So I was like, well, I need to move back to Atlanta anyways. This was all in Houston. I'm like, I need to move back to Atlanta anyway. So like transfer me out. And they're like, okay, bet, because we didn't want to really lose you, but we had to basically pick between you and this other dude. And I could tell that they were leaning towards him because he just had yeah. something. Right. And so I left and by me leaving, that's how I was able to guarantee my job security. And like from there it was just kind of like it was child's play. Like I was starting to figure out the lingo. So like I I've learned all that I know about tech by simply being in the space. I consider myself a chameleon um, and I just adapt. So like, I remember my dad would take me to like all these techie events in Atlanta just because I was interested in them. I didn't know what they were saying, but I just wanted to be in the space so I could pick up the mm. language and start to mimic it until I understood it. So I faked it until I made it. Did you, you say, study oh. it in college? My major in college was computer information systems. They kicked oh, me so out yeah, my yeah. program. They kicked me out my program senior year. So I ended up getting a degree. Wow, could you do like Cascade or something? I so was much. bullshitting my freshman year. No, she ain't at Cascade. But um, I was, was that, I was oh, bullshitting was my first year. And <laughs> <laughs> he said she was that honest. <laughs> I, was like, I, can't I like how you just tried to do it. Now we know you were standing on the table. I was, yeah. We so know you were standing The reality was, I was in the library or at work the entire four and a half years. Yeah, but I could imagine going to college in Atlanta. I have allies to, or alibis to, to prove that. Mm-hmm. But, but what I'm saying is that. I wanted to get into this space so bad and I had no idea how to do so. I knew from working at Best Buy, I had an interest in it, but I was like, how can I get into the field when nobody is supporting me? So I would just put myself into these, all these different like little tech events that they had in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I knew nobody. I had no idea what the conversations was about, but I just wanted to be there and see how they interacted. Are you passionate? Would you say tech is your passion? Like what? Okay, so what I think about tech, tech is, is my passion, but getting people into tech is like okay. yeah, becoming my bigger passion yeah. because I see how it works now, and I'm like, it doesn't have to be that hard for anybody. Like, like I'm really passionate about passing that blueprint over to whoever needs it. But you're not gonna tell people about where you work at the Best Buy, huh? I was about to say because I don't know if they need to know that. So like from from Best Buy came Microsoft. <laughs> 
Thank you. That was the real. The best fight came Microsoft. I was actually interviewing for Apple. I made it all the way to the final rounds for Apple, and they denied me, and I couldn't figure out why. But at the same time that they were denying me, and they sent me that, sorry, we're gonna move on with other applicants. Y'all know that letter. I mm, that yeah. letter. That copy and paste. Yeah. yeah. Um. After they. At least I get letters. Yeah. Right. You know how many times I've been ghosted? After they denied <laughs> me within like week, a week's or two's time span, Microsoft reached out to me, and I was actually super nervous to go. I'm like, no, I'm gonna stay at Best Buy. I like it over here. I don't figure yeah. the culture out. Like it's cool. And a pastor came into my job, and he gave me some really inspirational advice, which was basically like, the world won't know your ass until you show it. And I'm wow. like, ooh, yeah, pastor told you to show a your pastor ass. Verbatim, that was his. Were y'all in Atlanta? That's right. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> Get out there and show your ass. And so from there, I went into Microsoft and I figured out the language and then I moved over to Google. So here we are. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Like, but that's really what I wanted to talk about in that capacity because you spent, and as we know, last year, as we got to know you more, that's how we were introduced to you. Like, you were acting on behalf yeah, of Microsoft, Microsoft. Going there, trying to, you know, promote highlight all the things that you all were doing yeah but then also you were putting together various events that brought people within the black tech community to microsoft yeah um so definitely. but it's funny because like y'all need to know the story of how all three of us met um, I don't even know. I know. I was there for the whole thing. So <laughs> I didn't know where I was going. Um, I know it was an impact house event, but yeah. I didn't know like where the venue was. So I pull in, and this part is actually very important. So I pull into the parking lot and I get out of my car. And I'm stumbling because, like, one, I don't know where I am. Two, Jeez, like, there's too much stuff coming out the car with me. So I'm stumbling out my car, and I look over, and Jeff is literally getting out his car at the same exact time. And he's like, are you going to the uh, to the event? And I was like, yeah. Okay, let's walk together. And so that's how me and you started talking. But yeah. the conversation continued into the right, venue. Right, yeah, because you didn't know where the venue was. I didn't know where, right. And so me and you are talking, and we're in the venue now. And, like, it's cool. But then you walk up. And I was like, oh, I know you from Instagram because I reached out to you like a month ago about speaking at an event that I'm putting on oh, at my yeah. job. Okay. And but you we recognized each other. Mm -hmm. And so like that's how we all three got into conversation. And I don't remember what all three of us was talking about, but we had enough of a connection amongst us three where Jeff slid in DM like a month later it was like, yeah. hey, we got a podcast. I remember <laughs> me and I, Jeff, because yeah. this is something we've been talking right. about. We've for been talking about it. Yeah. And then Jeff was like, he texted me, he was like, I think it's Janae. I was like, yeah. what? I was like, I think like I think that's the third person. Like that's gonna that's yeah. gonna balance us out. That's that's gonna bring the structure that we need. Like, right. Because yeah. we were like, and we can't both, do this by ourselves. Yeah. We both are very similar in our path and we just get our head down and we just Drive, but we needed someone to get reel us back in and get us on path, yep. and also speak from a different voice. So, yeah. yep. And I think you you relayed all of that to me via DM or via however you pitched the whole conversation yeah. or the idea of podcast. And so, that, I think that's where cap culture like really got its footing. I mean, yeah. the idea yeah. was already there. But for sure, for sure. Yeah. I guess I kind of I feel like with this with cap culture too is like. For me speaking personally, I'm not necessarily knowledgeable in everything that we're talking about. So like yeah. esports, didn't know shit about esports. Sneakers, didn't really know shit about sneakers. <laughs> Cannabis, 
You a sneakerhead, man. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, man. This, is, this forces me to like really like dive into these yeah. different topics that I know we participate in and yeah. like, that I know on the periphery. But then like now I'm like Googling like mm-hmm. everything about sneakers or everything right. about esports and like mm-hmm. finding, you know, different avenues that we as a people valuable. can like jump in. So like for me, for example, with like the cannabis episode, like I know cannabis to an extent, but when we started talking about like supply chain, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, there's like a lane for like an Amazon for, yeah. you know, weed. Right. And like, that's when I started geeking out and like finding like there's different avenues besides what we just see on the surface yeah. with a lot of these things. Like sneakers, like once we once we started talking about how they're an investment and like the ROI, like, mm-hmm. oh my shit, I'm about to download the sneakers app and like yeah. start participating now that I'm knowledgeable. Um, so I think for one, for me, I'm just curious. So mm-hmm. I like like digging into like new topics. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of what we do on this podcast. But that's, that like, works for you in so many different areas of your life too. Like I feel like even in your job, like yeah, your like curiosity. I have, be, like, I have to be curious with the work that I do. What do you do? Um, so I'm a IT and management consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been at the same company since I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And backtracking, I went to school uh, studying biomedical engineering. So I was like deep like engineering and tech nerd right. at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, interned a few places, and I was like, okay, this is too much. Like, <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to sit in a cubicle and like crunch numbers all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked up a minor in technology and management. So I got to bring some of the business aspects in, and that's when I kind of like dove into consulting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what I know that I'm good at is I can translate between tech and yeah. business. Or yeah. like tech and then just like, Every day, whatever, yeah, and like I was thinking about that recently because somebody was like, "Why are you so good at being able to just like boil down hard concepts into something that's simple?" And like my dad, he was in sales, Mm -hmm. so he worked for Kraft Foods, so he was pure business. Yeah, my mom went to school; she studied computer engineering, so she was like the tech. So I kind of brought them both together. Went to Georgia Tech, kind of did the same thing in my own right, and then transitioned into tech consulting. Yeah. so a lot of what I do is just like learning about different technologies, trying to figure out how to make them work for different companies. And in that, I'm starting to learn about business and like where there's these gaps that like our community doesn't really know. So like yeah. being able to say like, here are the 2020 trends for technology when it comes to consumer products and life sciences. These are some dope ass conversations that we need to be yeah. having as a people. Yeah. Um, and what I really like about the podcast is we can make it applicable to okay, Beyonce's rollout strategy. Right. Yeah. These are things that Adidas, Nike, like all these companies that people are working at and shopping at have been doing, mm-hmm. um, but now we can really make it relatable to our community so they can kind of learn and like jump in when yeah. they want to jump in. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's dope. And I just, the fact that I think all three of us are pretty curious about a, a lot of different I things. We are. And we're yeah. bridge builders. So like when I think about from an entrepreneurship standpoint and some of the things that we're all involved in outside of this, Pretty much everything that we're doing is providing access and opportunity to our communities and to people that are uh, disadvantaged. Um, And this is just another way of doing that through, you know, conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just the conversation that we have here and what really sparked this idea was we were already having them in our various group chats. Mm -hmm. And like, I know me and B Mills, we always like go back and forth like, dang, like there's like a whole culture where everybody's just keeping that inside and they're Mm -hmm. like buddies. And it's like. I represent everywhere I go. I feel like I represent my city and the people that are like city. me that were like, look, Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> AKA the Nat. 
But representing people that I felt lucky to be able to go to Indiana University, mm-hmm. graduate from Kelly School of Business, the top five business public business school, um, and to have access to the various internships or work at companies like Altria or Marlboro, um, Kraft Foods like your dad. Like that was one of our instant connections yeah. because I spent time there. And ironically, in my most current in my current role, they were one of my major clients. Mm-hmm. And it was like I'm getting access to those different things, and it just inspired me more to say, "Dang!" Like <coughs> in 2015, for example, when I was working at Kraft, I um, had started looking at Nielsen randomly, looking at Nielsen studies, and I saw that they were doing diversity intelligence series, and they were mm-hmm. talking about how our industry or consumer product goods, food, uh, sneakers, and retail how um, black consumers were shifting and like bridging the gaps and like were a huge opportunity for these big companies and that companies were missing out on connecting with these town with uh, that community, not only as purchasers and consumers, but also as people who influence other people to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's why they were trying to argue that companies needed to make more emphasis on that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what sparked my interest in tech uh, fully came a full circle moment but not the true like oh coding here and you know the hard products over here ram and i didn't care about that stuff what i was most passionate about was how people were leveraging data to tell stories i was doing it in my sales roles and now as an analytics consultant i'm doing that and they call it insights but um this was the first time that i could say okay cool let's how how can i do the same thing and teach black entrepreneurs uh, black, uh, you know, businesses, how they can do the same thing so that they can grow and drive their businesses as well. Because yeah. data is really like the new oil. We've talked about it on our previous yeah. episodes. Data so, is the new oil. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that I think that's really what made me more passionate about it because it's like everybody is using our data. They're, that That's their way right now. Those numbers and everything, like that's how they're able to connect with what we want. What yeah. we want. The reason why yeah. Nike can pull out this at the end of the day, they sold those products, but they're in the back of their mind. They're reviewing like, okay, where did it sell? Mm-hmm. Like, what times are people like purchasing those things? How are they buying it? The reason why there's a sneaker app is because we used to stand in lines mm-hmm. and that was inefficient. So they were taking it from studying our processes and they were finding a better way to do it. I'm so, I, love, I was just thinking about this as you were speaking. You're kind of like our... You're, you're able to speak to like what the black buying power is. You're able to like translate it. And then I'm like somewhere in the middle between that in terms of like allowing my platform to speak to some capacity. I like I like that we all have like our niches yeah. that yeah. make this podcast what it yeah. is. I th- yeah, because I think that you can speak to the industry itself. I think you can speak to the business community specifically about how businesses are doing things, and then I can speak to consumers. Yeah, I can speak to us as far. Have as we ever culture. had this conversation? No, I feel like we just like intuitively never we've never said that out loud. Yeah, yeah, because wow. I just had like a yeah. mind blowing yeah, emoji right, right now. Right, because I've been for so long. It was like how I got out of sales and into insights was for that same. After I took a break, I quit my job and I started working mm-hmm. at a startup company. Um, in 2015 before I started at Crab, and um, that's when I really was just like screaming like dang like sales is so hard for people because companies are not really taking insights and leveraging data effectively to truly understand the needs Mm -hmm. of their consumer yeah and that's whether it's outside business whether you're selling doors Mm -hmm. shipping packages or if you're freaking selling uh, you know Nikes yeah like if you got you have to understand 
what the ultimate consumer, how they are embracing it and what they're utilizing it for. And that's how you grow and drive your business. Gotcha. That's one thing that black companies in particular don't typically have access to because they don't have the various resources available the to manage the infrastructure it. to yeah. have it. They don't have yeah. a Nielsen portal. Exactly. Yeah, I'm selling chicken wings. I'm selling all this food. My food slaps. Yep. But I don't have the resources or even know that something like that exists to help me actually understand what's moving outside of my door. I'm yeah. having to do that all manual. Yep. So it's us bringing that to the table to tell them that those things exist. Um, people are talking about... Sorry. I, yeah, no problem. Tell me if I'm about to go on a tangent because yeah. what you just said, like, it's another in, another instance in how there's this you know opportunity gap between like some of the tables that I'm sitting at with like yeah. these Fortune 500 companies. You've sitting at some real serious tables, right? You know, <laughs> like, knowing like okay, here's what they're doing with like Amazon Web Services to like do their data and yeah. how they're using artificial intelligence yeah. to just kind of mine their data, and that's how they're creating. Like when you go to Instagram and you see the things that you just talked about and the things that you think about and things like that, like that creepy shit, that's yeah. all data <laughs> yeah. that they have sitting in the cloud and yeah. they have artificial intelligence targeting you mm-hmm. based on how you talk, how you look, and what you like and what you're kind of speaking exactly. about. But the next business, you know, the black-owned business, minority-owned business, we either don't have access to some of those platforms, yeah. we don't have... Uh, the technology, we don't have the processes yeah. behind it. So there's that, that opportunity gap. And in a way, that's these are some of the things that we're starting to expose through our conversations. And I think it's important as we continue to do this in 2020 that we, you know, bringing more of the tech in, find ways that we can kind of like scale and like educate. Okay, here's what, you know, Craft um, Foods is doing, or what Nike's doing. Here's how you can do something similar, yeah. you know, for your small business, your yeah. black-owned business, whatever, whatever, um, to make sure that we're continuing to bridge that gap. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you know, with our guides, which I still need to finish the most recent. It's coming. It's crazy. It's on the way. But overall, like, there's so many free resources, and there's so many people out there that's actually trying to like profit off of that. Listen, like YouTube University is my favorite resource. Exactly. Exactly. But you got to know what to search. Because yeah, those algorithms, yeah. every time I go to YouTube, they got up like wow, wow, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Recommendations like, for, up smoke, like, for youth. Blowing yeah. Smoke or whatever that podcast is. It's talking about the NBA and stuff. Like All that stuff is shown on my home screen. Yeah. And then my inspirational stuff, existentialism and, and Stephen Furtick. Like, all that stuff is right there every time I open it up right. until I like plug in something else yeah so we got to show them and like teach them yeah. and teach our community about ways to even, yeah. even and it's kind of like as we're educating ourselves it's like making sure that we're passing that down too. yeah just shit, like, that's that's shit. like we're spreading stuff yeah Here's and it's like the other thing too is like we need to make sure that we're putting our peers in an opportunity to win as well mm-hmm. yeah um so like for example I'm working with companies that are looking for like vending machines that are using artificial intelligence. Yeah. And like we're looking at all these major companies that are doing it. And then I had to sit back and think like, oh, like Maxia Goodie Box. He does right. that too. Don Dickerson, he she does that too. Yeah. And it's like any other instance, you know, these big corporations might not know who these, you know, smaller companies are. But we need to make sure that we're doing our job of making sure that we're shining a light on them, too. I think we can do a better job of that. I know we have done that, but like, yeah. I think we should continue to do that. And in 2020, I think that that's where we like take, whether it's the guide or even our social presence, to the next level. 
and that's through we're translating that and now we're saying now it's taking it to the lens of highlighting it because yeah. we know where the trends are yeah we know like what people are looking for um and we're at those either we're at those tables or we're in a position to like shake it right exactly um, you know what exactly. i mean so yeah. no that's that's definitely a critical thing especially when like art yeah like that's one of those things is just so overlooked and we know mm-hmm. it's so like cliche but when you think about like just a hard commodity and we like it represents our culture so much mm-hmm. and um the Basquiat's mm-hmm. like there's a hundred thousand of them right now that could be just like that mm-hmm. next year yeah and it's Years even like the bridging the gap like bringing it back to capitalism too yeah. like i think there's a big opportunity to bridge that gap between art and business yeah like when we're thinking about like what is it jack daniels art beats and mm-hmm. lyrics and like art beats and lyrics what effenbach is doing with artists out at art mm-hmm. basil like mm-hmm. companies are starting to catch on on the impact right. of art especially with our community so we need to make sure that we're shining a light on these you artists and like, yeah that. we do and i think also technology plays into its role because that design is still the same thing like mm-hmm. it's an art to ux Mm-hmm. user interface and user experience yeah. it's the art to how Instagram looks yeah. the Facebook yeah. platform looks and there's people that's designing that mm-hmm. yeah. um, creating those different patterns and the symbolism behind those patterns and, and colors and stuff like that so mm-hmm. there's definitely a correlation there that we can also speak to yeah. for, for artists as well yeah so we just need to have a whole episode on art we gotta get Rob <laughs> we gotta bring Rob we gotta bring Rob in we gotta bring Rob in, gotta bring yeah. Rob in. We, you know like tell Telling those stories. And I think yeah. um, something that some people have gave us feedback on has really been centered on like us really driving the actionable, actionable insights. Mm-hmm. So we're giving out this information, but ensuring that we give people tangible things that they can take today yeah. and, and incorporate, whether it's in their business, whether it's mm-hmm. in their academia. That's the goal, though, yeah. right? We want cap culture to be something that our audience can immediately take away from, right. like in, in some capacity, like whether it's our guides or just information that we're sharing from our conversations, we want our audience to just feel like there's something from this that they can immediately take back to whatever they're working on and like apply it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we also talked about like we wanted this to be a two-way discussion like yeah. Yeah. even though we're doing the podcast like we want to build a community where you know if we're talking about something and you have a tool or you have a resource or you have a business that aligns and that can be helpful for the greater community like let us know like we'll put that in our guides we'll put that on Shit, our pull up. Right. <laughs> pull up pull up like, if you want to do a blog post for the website on a certain topic like we want to make sure that this is kind of like a for us by a shout out yeah. to Fubu community yeah. um, that's multi-directional because yeah. yeah. we're not the experts with everything no. we're just curious we like right. talking about it we, we like translating I was right. like sitting there like that meme of uh, our favorite uh, singer I was like <laughs> I ain't know nothing about it, but it's so important. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, it's also us focusing this year in 2020 on truly like getting to the events. You know, yeah. I do events in my hometown. Mm-hmm. You do events across the nation. Starting to do, do events. Well, you've been doing events. You've been doing corporate events. New company, new company. Yeah, but but still, like we have that, and be honest, like. Our shit slaps. So it's just a matter of like us doing that here and figuring out a way to bring that discussion and those dialogues yeah. into a spot where it's like, um, yeah, we're partying, we're kicking it, but then we're also having these conversations yeah. of substance. Yeah. So I was thinking too, like, okay, so in corporate America, like 
where are like these conversations and these deals? Not necessarily saying with like our community, but like where business deals get made. That's the happy hours get a beer hour at the hockey game, yeah. at baseball hey, game. We need to do the same thing for us. So yeah. like, yeah. we were talking about like if we want to go skating, if we want to go bowling, if we want to go do brunch. Like, let's create these opportunities for these discussions to be had, for business deals to be made, yeah. right. uh, for people to learn more about each other and what their passions and their interests are. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we did that um, across the table at my birthday when we mm-hmm. all went to the DR. Yeah. And I think... It was a great trip. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a fun trip. But when we were at the table, I think the one of the coolest parts was to go around and we got to see that people were involved in various things and we were starting to see how we can essentially help each other. Yeah. I know people from that table that have made new friends and now mm-hmm. are connected and interacting with each other in various ways. Yeah. And through that, people are getting new jobs. People are getting exposed to different things. Some people went back to school so that they yeah. can get inside yeah. of it. Marco is now in tech. Yeah. like, And he's a cook. He's a chef like doing his thing. But he's also in technology. Yeah. And it would not have started if we were having we were those conversations. I we were talking about that at the table. He was yeah. like, damn, I wanted I'm trying to get back into that. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that and that's a beautiful thing. And I think mm-hmm. if we can do that at, a, at scale, I think that's what cap culture is going to look like as far as a community mm-hmm. um, in 2020. Yeah. By the end of the year, we're having conversations about our um, our cap and jump offs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, oh dang, like we really brought out 50 to 100 people. Yeah. Everybody is talking about their various goals. We're reaching out. We're having goal planning sessions. Yeah. We're having like turn ups at night, but then we're getting out on this trail doing team building and, and, and yoga and really? all the various things to help our mental as we're yeah. young professionals or young urban right. people trying to do our thing within these in these spaces. I think that's where we're going to go. Yeah. And that's the direction we'll have to go because I think no more is it. Granted, YouTube University is dope and video podcasting and everything and video and getting our faces out there is extremely important. But at the end of the day, our innate need, uh, you know, as humans is that interaction. Mm-hmm. So if we can do that physically and where we can touch and like feel, yeah. um, you know, different things and objects and then also interact with people. And so that they can feel the energy that we have when we're talking about these things, the better. Because yeah. like these brunches, like we'll plan a two-hour brunch, and we'll be there for about five, how long? Five hours, <laughs> bro. Five hours. <laughs> just, just chat, like just talking just about talking. random stuff. Yeah, random topics. But yeah. like, I feel like even like people that are new to the table, like when we have brunches and new people come. Mm-hmm. After that, after we leave, like, I feel like, okay, my network has definitely grown. Yeah. Like, I understand yeah. these people more. I know what yeah. they're passionate about. I know what to reach out yeah. to so-and-so about. And I think right. what you're saying is, like, continuing to do that at scale. Yeah, and just doing it at scale. Yeah. I personally see the value of it. Right. Events, community engagement. What else Absolutely. are we thinking 2020? Oh, definitely us joining in. Because, like, leveraging our personal brands and our, our personal our personal uh, projects and, and the opportunities that we get there to talk about what we're doing here yeah. because there's so much intersection. Yeah. And then that's also an opportunity for us to get in front of a, a wider audience to share with them what what we are doing because yeah. we have the capabilities to, yeah, to really put them on. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's 2020. Yeah. If you had to pick, okay, so we talked about life. Okay. We each had to pick one specific like goal for 2020. What would it be? One for cap. Yeah. One specific goal for 2020 for cap culture. God, that's a hard question. I think one goal 
might be biased, but I want our community engagement. That's that's my yeah. That's where my heart is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see us more involved with the community, and I think we're creating the foundation to do so. Like 2019 to me was like a very foundational, you know, like laying the bricks out. And now we're in a position where I think we can um, start to lay the bricks for our community impact. So I would love to see us getting engaged with these communities that really need the exposure. For sure. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think for me, similar to what you were saying, I think it's going to be more tangible in-person events, but I want to make sure that we are, my big thing personally is bridging gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like identifying gaps and finding ways to bridge them creatively anyway how. Yeah. So um, kind of building from a kind of philanthropic standpoint or outreach standpoint, creating bridges. So if we're saying there's a lack of access in XYZ industry, Let's do something yeah. about it. Let's do an event yeah. where we're bringing students into, you know, geek leads and, you know, we're having a discussion and then maybe we're doing something right. outside of that as well. Right, right. So bridge building and person events, I think are my two things I want to do. Okay. What are yours? <laughs> I mean, that was it. But what I would say is, so my one goal was for us to establish um, an event series like to have that one event series and various ones can look differently but to have them all be um done this year so multiple events um this year to establish the cap culture uh event series it's almost like our brand like yeah our, our brand branded. our branded and i think what we'll see and what we've been flirting with is the idea is no event is going to look the same yeah and that's what i'm most excited about. Yeah. that's what i'm most excited Same about. here yeah I think we do cap camp too. Yeah, cap camp, cap camp, bro. Cap camp. That's what. That's why. That's why I put it on on wax. (laughs) I described it because we're definitely gonna. We have to. It's just figuring out a way to like get that together. But we will. (laughs) That is so important Um, because we know the power of writing things down. We know the power of actually thinking it out with people in a large network. Yeah. How that can essentially like get you exactly what you need yeah um to be able to whatever if you were at step nine and you've been stuck on on step nine for a year and a half i guarantee that an event like that the power because you chose to do something and participate mm-hmm. in something like that yeah something is bound to happen i agree i agree yeah. we gotta do what are we calling it again um, cap camp cap camp. cap camp yeah i have a different name in my mind don't put it on ice <laughs> because if we don't use it somebody else will exactly. and we're due for an episode of intellectual property stories. um but aside from that one thing that we were talking about online and and clearly and then off particularly is what we struggle with is because you work for a company with a huge brand I'm transitioning to a company that has a huge, like a super huge brand. You work with companies that have huge brands and it's us getting comfortable with, you know, flirting through and talking about navigating that corporate space Mm -hmm. and our personal brands and how they intersect. Mm -hmm. And that is where our growth extends. I think that's where our, like our hesitation in 2019 was really centered on us trying to figure out which side we're going to be on. But in 2020, I think... We made the decision on which side we're in. Yeah, I think we figured it out. And I think that's the power of working for companies that 
genuinely embrace who we are. And I think that also should be an episode where we talk about being your authentic self in the workplace. Because we all have bad experiences with it, but we are now walking testimonies essentially of what it looks like from a good perspective. And we have so many people, so many people that don't have that experience. Yeah. Um, and it's trying to balance or, or not or don't feel comfortable, you know, telling people, oh, well, I do this gala back in my hometown or, you know, I manage a nonprofit that teaches people, you know, about passports or, you Speaking know. Speaking of galas in our hometowns, don't you have a gala in your hometown? Yeah, but this is not the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, but as an example, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. those things. Being able to feel comfortable about that makes it easier for us to put it on put it on wax. Yeah, yeah. that's that's so real because like my biggest thing like when I'm when I'm like putting a content strategy together for like to fly my personal brand or whatever it is, I always think like, all right, so what would this LinkedIn post look like? Right, because it's so different <laughs> than my Instagram. Right, post. but it's like I had to get to the point. I think last year, the year before, is when I really got comfortable like putting. Here's what I'm doing with Two Fly. Here are awards. Here's yeah. what like so and so is yeah. doing. Here's what I'm raising money for on yeah. LinkedIn. Knowing everybody in my company What's and stuff that? like that. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should have a part two yeah, like or a, some. Or the guy that yeah. we need to like talk about like everything. Yeah, I think that or maybe we should we should do some IG stories where we just talk about that. Like we should. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll do a video where we get to talk about the those crazy thing things. is, audience. Y'all don't understand that these two are like extremely plugged in with oh their own nonprofits and their own community impact. So it would be great to include that in. In anything that we do, to fly sure. party girl. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think I think that's us deciding. I think we've decided that that's what we're gonna do this year, and it's only gonna help propel our message forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's why we have to pull and, and take a step back. Yeah. Now I have a question for y'all. Ooh. Okay. Oh gosh. You did the hand clap. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess this, this is how we close it out. So we were talking about 2019. We we're talking about what we're looking for as a brand. Now. What are we looking forward to, whether it's like in trends and like culture, tech, music, fashion, whatever else you want to talk about in 2020? What are you personally most excited or interested in happening this year? That's a great question. So those are the type of questions you got to like no. give us a little heads up. Right. <laughs> you want me to start while y'all think yeah, about he, it? Because he got an answer. You right. Because you I thought about do. this before. Yeah. I, I kind of do. I kind of do. So two things, like I've been extremely passionate about uh, PlayStation my whole life. Like as soon as PlayStation came out, out like I was PS12? on it, and they're coming out with a PS5. Oh. So I'm curious to see exactly like now, given the virtual reality realm and how everybody is flirted along with that, and then the success of PS4. Yeah. Um, what is AI going to look like as it pertains to? AI and virtual reality, what is that going to look like inside of the PS5? Is that even a part of it? So I can't wait to get my hands on that. Um, I believe it's coming out this year. And then secondly, of course, like, it's got to be sneakers and fashion. I'm excited to see which new uh, collaborations are coming out with Mm -hmm. the various brands. And then who is going to be some of the emerging uh, black creatives that are partnering with these large brands and what those deals look like. Mm -hmm. I second that one. I'm very interested in seeing that as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because I, I think, yeah, it's been successful. I mean, by the time this released, Ivy Park sold out in six minutes. We understand what, what you know, that looks like. Pierre Moss, we've got Kirby, who's doing amazing things. And, you know, last year, towards the end of the year, he gets mm-hmm. crowned, you know, like ahead of a whole creative team there, like at Reebok. And I just can't wait to see what's next. Not, you know, who who's going to be next in that space? Yeah, no, that's dope. I think I'm interested on a different note in seeing how corporations continue to embrace this whole diversity and inclusion conversation. Like, I'm thinking it's starting to get normalized, but I'm talking to a lot of people that I'm... So, living in Austin is actually super fun because mm-hmm. they call it Silicon Hills for good reason. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a little mini tech capital. So like yeah. I'm meeting so many people in tech, like from so many different backgrounds. And so like talking about my experiences from Microsoft to Google, um, I'm very interested in seeing the way that these companies continue to embrace this whole DNI change because it's a buzzword. And like some companies really like are putting their money where their mouth is with it. But since that's my nine to five, that's where like 98% of my time is spent. I'm really interested in seeing how big corporations like Microsoft's and Google's and Amazon's and Dropbox's are like able to further push that that narrative and create this internal community that so many of us are desperate for. Like yeah. I was just talking about this with my friends yesterday, like the importance of having an, a corporate internal community to keep you where you are, like, and how much value that minorities have on internal communities to really feel like they are important, to feel like they belong, to feel like they have an impact. So my my interest is just seeing how these companies continue to evolve and, like, whatever spin they want to put on DNI and just how that will continue to flourish. You know, that's why I do not apply. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> that was low-key triggering. Uh, <laughs> I think for me, like, oddly enough, so I think cap culture, like, forced me to, like, get interested in things that I traditionally wasn't interested in and curious. Um, Ooh, so cannabis. one... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <the> cannabis. <laughs> uh, I think one is the concept, just like the music industry in general, but more so the data behind it mm-hmm. um, and how data is going to drive kind of decisions and deals mm-hmm. so just like the whole streaming industry i feel like it's like the wild wild west right now with streaming it's just like you see like how justin bieber and like so and so are like trying to okay. like yeah, artificially enhance their streams and get people to you know, even, okay. stream shit overnight so yeah. they get their yeah. numbers up like all that kind of random stuff so like how to democratize data when it comes to music and how that in turn is going to affect like deals so like mm. when you think about music's impact it's more than just like what we're listening to Companies use it to market, songs are sampled, yeah. they're used to, um, for like experience, like all these different types of things, the yeah. gaming industry, yeah. using music. Yeah. Um, so just kind of how the model behind like music deals and streaming are going to change, which I think is, I think this is going to be a big year for that. Yeah. Um, I can see that for sure. I think the second piece too is going to be combat, um, experience, like the, how do I want to phrase it? Like influencer deals on a macro level so like yeah. we've seen what rihanna did with fenty which isn't necessarily an influencer deal that's her brand yeah. but we've seen what she did we've seen what beyonce has done with yeah. ivy park yeah um, we've seen what pierre moss has done with reebok so just like right. now i think big corporations are like oh shit, this is a revenue stream like look at what You're happened to adidas just now mm-hmm. let's figure out how to do these influencer yeah. deals and i 
I'm curious about like how these deals are going to be structured. Mm-hmm. How I think Beyonce kind of really set the model. Beyonce and Kanye kind of set the model for like how a well structured deal should look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but how corporations are now going to start mm-hmm. to play into that? I'm yeah. Interested in. Because there's still so much RI out yeah. there, even so if they do much. it where they're giving people their fair share. Exactly. Yeah. So. And even more emphasis on the cannabis industry. This is not a personal interest, but just a business interest for me. I really would love to see the way that the cannabis industry, given that it's considered like the last frontier for black mm-hmm. wealth or whatever, whatever phrase they want to coin it as i'm interested to see what like what comes of that this year especially with just how much it's like impacted our communities so um before laws were changing (laughs) inversely and now you're saying it can essentially propel us but yet there's certain barriers that exist so So many barriers i can't wait for part two when we get out to la yeah exactly that (laughs) and definitely when we air this ep episode i'm really excited about that too I think the last thing that I'm curious about, just because like I don't know, I'm curious about everything, is the election this year and how that's going to impact some of the topics that we're talking about. Mm. I don't want to dive deep into it right now, obviously, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> I feel like, especially on the Democratic side, there's a lot of ideas that are being put out there yeah. that could drastically impact the culture, positively and negatively. This might be a um, so really, really impactful year to political culture. Yeah, politics. Yeah, it's an election year, so politics. And then this year, the bounce back with data, yeah. data integrity, oh, gosh. fake news, false news. Do you, mean, do you guys know like, that Google that has reached quantum supremacy, right? So like this whole concept the of data. We might need to cut that out. I don't know if that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, sorry, we brought up politics. Last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> What be, I remember Beyonce and what is it, Beto, Beto? Remember what she Beto? posted? Yeah. 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 I'm curious yeah. to see what the culture is going to do for this election, if anything. Because like, I just saw like right now, I Dave think, Chappelle just like back yang. I'm about to say, I think they're starting, the political figures are starting to look to these influencers. That's what I'm saying. For, like, yo, can you post this Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Right, that's a tangent. I think that, that would be really <laughs> interesting because I am interested to see how politi- politics and influencer culture intersect because I feel like it's starting to Low-key, do more and more. It needs to, to me. But if it's, it's done the right way. Yeah, right. If it's, right. If it's done the right way. Yeah. We just don't live in a world anymore where these things can exist in silos. As we've yeah. Seen. Like it can. As we've seen. Like we struggle with our brand, right. like with our stuff. Oh, great. <laughs> I was like, well, well thank you. <laughs> but I think, but I think that's been our struggle at a micro yeah. level. Yeah. But at a macro level, these past years, specifically since 2016, gloves have been off. And whatever people were thinking or living in their personal lives is now at the forefront. Yeah. Technology has forced us to do that. And you have to pick a side in that regard. Yeah. So, and I think the side to pick is to understand that we, society, like we, you're one person. Yeah. So when you show up to work, that should be in alignment with who you are. Like you're operating at maximum frequency when you are the same person at work as you are where you're sitting right here on this fucking couch, talking back into a lens 
to educate people. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the things that we're going to see this year. It's, it's, I mean, it's a make or break year, and the political landscape is, is one of the things that's going to, like, be a predictor of that. So it sounds like we got great content coming up for you guys. That's my episodes record. Yeah, got definitely some notes on it. But hey, I look, I'm excited to be in this with y'all. Um, we got trips coming up. We got trips. We're gonna be doing trips. We're gonna be trips. supporting each other, trips. supporting the friends. We got All events. of the above. Yeah, and you're gonna see us consistently this year. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Can we tell them that? What is that? The go-to give me a high five. We can cut that out. We can cut it. And then what you got to do is, Jay, when you cut that out, then you got to cut in out west. Because that's my shit. Bang it out west. Well, regardless, you know, Cap Culture always appreciates you guys. We will always have a guide up for the resources and the things that we were referring to today. You guys will have access to all of the information that we're talking about, links and all that fun stuff. So please make sure you subscribe, share with your friends, um, and let us know how you feel about this. You know, we're constantly trying to figure out ways to improve. This is for y'all, by us. It's a FUBU style mentality, so. Yeah, let us know how you're feeling. But thank you for always tuning in. We appreciate the loyalty. Absolutely. 2020, let's get it. 2020. Gang, gang. <laughs> we told y'all. We told y'all. We told y'all. <laughs> Shout out to Boosie. <laughs> uh, the newest member. Uh, the newest member. Yeah. 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 Get on Get on Oh, it ain't my fault that y'all people were selling it in the mall for the low. That ain't my fault. Oh, man. You need to get a hint for selling y'all stuff on the low. This is cheap. This is a cheap ass sweater. Ooh, all right. Y'all gonna be online. I'm gonna be online. I mean, you know, I'm trying to do my thing.